0: You to hate the texture of your hair. Who taught you to hate the color of your skin to such extent that you
1: bleach? For so many, many years, we were told that only white people were beautiful. You're afraid that if you give us equal ground, that we will match you and we will override you. Black is beautiful. Freedom that I want. Freedom. Uzangane dombo which means. Don't forget who you are or where you came from. Welcome to Black for 30. Welcome to this movement of consciousness that is Black for 30. Uh, Of course, I'm your host, Fungaibintua. And um, just before we get into the episode, as usual, we just need to observe 15 seconds of just being quiet so we can get focused, Uh, and get ready for this conversation. People have a basic desire to make sense of the existence, right? Um, To know their past and understand how they got here. And it helps us answer the question of how we fit into the world. So understanding our past almost gives us this sense of grounding and reassurance in our identity, you know, putting us or rather putting the present into perspective. So I'm hoping to explore the the practical and philosophical reasons of why knowing our genealogy is important um and to do that, I have a really interesting gentleman uh, with me for this conversation um, how we met was actually really interesting so we well, rather I heard about a poem um, about my totem and I hadn't read my I hadn't read that poem since I was in high school probably 15 16 um, And I read it on his blog, and I just realized how he had this whole catalog of other poems, of other totems, and a lot of other cool shit. Um, So I decided to reach out to him and have a deeper conversation in regards to genealogy. Um, But I'm going to let him introduce himself, how he feels like.
0: Uh, Thank you so much, Fungai. Uh, My name is Mishek uh, Samanyanga. Uh, I'm I'm the co-founder of uh, Zimtribes.com, a platform which promotes uh, uh, culture or sort of origins of of, especially Zimbabweans and uh, encourages them to document their history and where they come from. So it's part of my passion project that I, I I came up with as a result also of myself having challenges in terms of knowing where, I, where we came from as a uh, as a tribe.
1: Mm. Mm. And thank you for your work. Um, I'm sure you know that I am a fan. Um, in, in, in one of your articles, I remember you you're talking about Uzumba uh, Marambufung, you know the, the 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 dynasty, and you mentioned. Um this phrase that was really interesting for me, you know, you said history is the opium of every society. Exactly. So can you explain what you mean by that?
0: Yeah, you see, if if you don't know your history, you you you, you lack a significant proportion of your of your identity. Uh because knowing where you come from or where, your origins or your roots, uh you can easily trace how uh, uh, rich we are or how diverse we are as, as, as a society, as Zimbabweans, and how we are interconnected um, as different tribes of, of, of Zimbabwean Africa, so to speak. Uh, because you will see that most of the people, like before, they used to migrate a lot from one region, uh, of one province to another. And as we speak now, they seem to be completely mm-hmm. different tribes. But most, of, most of them, they are so much interlinked. They originate from the same ancestors. Uh, so, oh, and only and, and until you know about your history, that's how or when you can appreciate how how much we are related as Zimbabweans or as Africans.
1: When we look at our history, right, it's predominantly been written and distorted by Europeans, and so as a result, none of our history our culture or our traditions were written down because, you know, we passed our knowledge through word of mouth and art. You know, when, when, when we, when we look at Kumba, Zimbabwe, you know, it was colonized by the British, uh, up until 1980, which is only 43 years ago, right? <laughs> of supposed independence. And just to put that into context, I'm 32 years old, right? And the British came over, they invaded our land, exploited our resources, destroyed our way of life, never repaired the damage. And throughout that time of imperialism, all the history that was documented was written by foreigners who do not understand us and did not wish to, right? Um, And another example is, you know, you you look at... um, the the black Americans, right? Like, and and because of the transatlantic slave trade, right? You had a lot of, you have a lot of black Americans who now bear the last names of slave owners. So beyond that, most of them have no idea where they really come from, you know? So, so do you think Zin tribes is your way of documenting the history of our people in that sense?
0: Exactly. Tribes is exactly uh, meant for that and to be able to, to, to enable or to help people trace their roots. And, um, uh, you know, our, our, our trust or in future would like to incorporate even the DNA aspect where even those Americans, uh, black Americans yeah. that you're talking about, they will be linked back to their roots. If they are coming yeah. from Zimbabwe, originally the ancestors. If they are coming f- uh, from Congo, we need to have that rich that database that will help people to connect with mm. their roots. Yes, and um, for now it, it it does that. For example, if you log into onto our website and you register, it will give you some suggestions of your rela- of of relations or, or or people that you might be related with. Yes. That is based on, of course, on Mm -hmm. totems and on common synonyms. But as the time goes on, we also incorporate other algorithms that try to relate, especially like DNA. Uh, That is like the highest level of of relatedness that you can use in terms of uh, even people that don't know each other. Uh, If their DNA has got Mm -hmm. maybe 80-90% of relationship, uh, then meaning to say the probability of them being related or coming from the same ancestors is quite high. So that is what we are looking at. And we want also to promote, uh, to help people uh, encourage, especially you, us Africans, uh, we, we, are no, we are not that mm. good at documenting our own history because most of our history has been documented by foreigners. And, you know, when, when, when someone mm. else writes your, your history, they write it their way. Uh, which really might not yeah, suit you, yeah, uh, and which might not be factual as well. Mm. But if we ourselves write mm. and document our own history, we we'll document it as is, and and that is what we are looking at.
1: Mm. And you know, I I'm I'm not black, uh, I'm not a black American, but I can surely understand just how beautiful that feeling would be to be able to look at my family tree you know and 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 be able to trace back my roots all the way to africa because a a lot of them lack that and and you know it's just crazy to even think that you know not knowing your home you know not not saying that they haven't built a home in in, in america they have of course but then it's like just not knowing where you're from though it's it's kind of like a a missing piece to, to your puzzle. It's a,
0: it's you know. a huge missing link, actually. Um, even if uh, we, 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 we don't talk about the, maybe uh, those who migrated were forced uh, to, to land in America, just in locally in Zimbabwe, mm-hmm. you'll find that there are a lot of people actually who don't know uh, uh, their roots, And uh, you will see, especially with urbanization, whereby people now, like they stay more in the urban areas and they rarely go to the rural areas was the setup of African culture was of extended families before we used to have a very big homestead in the rural area and you could meet uh, more frequently or Mm. visit each other as groups like the whole family would move like 20 kilometers or 50 kilometers going to see their relatives they spend maybe the whole holiday there and that is no longer happening and um, Mm. I do some interviews with especially the youths the millennials yeah the generation Z uh, mm. uh, how much they know their history or, or how, how much they know their lineage and most of them they know up to their grandfathers only which is very unfortunate because they don't know even the fifth generation from them so documenting mm. is quite an exciting thing whereby you can even document up to the 10th or so generation going backwards And once you know that, you appreciate the fact that we are so much interlinked, we are so much related as Zimbabweans and as Africans, and we are one. We are so much interlinked in terms of relations. I will give you examples of, uh, like, people who, for Zimbabwe, like, we are in the form of chiefdoms in terms of our setup, traditional setup, where we have different chiefs. And if you Mm. see these chiefs, we have what, our old, old generations, or our elders, or our ancestors, they were very clever. They came up with these totems that uh, some other continents, they don't have that. And you can easily link or let your trace your roots to, 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 to your totems, where you're coming from. And um, you can trace your totem to the chiefdoms. So if, for example, I'm Samanyanga, I mean to say I'm, I'm of the elephant totem, I must be able to tell where is the Samanyanga kingdom or chiefdom is where i i myself or our clan originates from so if i'm i'm a mofushava i must be able to relate that we come from like boyera and in boyera you find that there are seven or so other chiefs who are of the mof totem and they all originated from boyera but some of them now they speak different dialects of shona and they think they don't they are not related when they come from the same roots in boyera there so it is an ex- exciting exposé it is an exciting journey whereby we as tourism tribes we try to come up with we document and alert people or cosheters people of their origins and how how much they are related with with, with their cousins with their uh, brothers and sisters across the country for example like i told you about this mm. uh uh, uh, the example of uh, uh, the the Waera uh, Morfu uh, that they originate from Buera, but if you if you see Marange Marange is of the same origins. They are also Era Morfu, and if you check Atweche uh, uh. the same yes, uh, 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 the Chivero the same Sekere the same Chief Chirei in goku the same Chief Nenunga in Gogo the same Chief Ingerere, they are the same people. Well, yeah, but you only, but <laughs> when you ask their tribes, they will tell you that Chief uh, Chuesha will tell you that I'm Kore Kore. Marange, they'll tell you that we are Samanikas. Seke, Chivere, they'll tell you that we are Zulus, And Chireya will tell you that we are, are, are Shangwez. But they are of the same ancestor. That's
1: how much Zimbabweans are interconnected oh, yeah. and related. Yeah, yeah. You know, one what, what of the things that I love about your work is you, you were saying earlier how. You're, you're getting chiefs who are approaching you now wanting to work with you and wanting to be able to, to document the history of their tribes and I'm like that you know that has to be um you know something that we really need um as a people.
0: That is very important and I I, I had a lot of uh, like calls, messagings and positive comments Like chiefs, like you have said, they've invited me to their palaces to document more on Mm -hmm. their history because I've like there are a lot of articles that I've written so far covering different districts and chiefdoms in those respective districts. And when they read those articles, Mm -hmm. of course, they've got gaps because I was using mostly uh, secondary sources of information, which was documented in the 70s. So there is that gap of information from the is up to date, which needs to be updated, including the family tree members that should be added onto there. And they really call me and they, they they invite me to their palaces to add more flesh to what I've written and to update the family trees that I've put on the website. And they are quite excited about the project. Mm. And, 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 and this is one um, way of permanently keeping their history and making sure that it is kept alive going forward.
1: Mm. And 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 the reality is, my dad and tower, you know, like it, it's they just lack someone who is coming to ask questions so they can actually learn, you know. Because I, I, when I think of it, like especially when I think of you, me growing up and also pe- my cohort, right? I don't really remember hearing of people who or, or any of my friends who would intentionally go to ask more about their their totems, their culture, um, to their grand, grandparents.
0: There are very few inquisitive uh, youngsters who do that. And I can tell Mm. you that in your, in your family, if you still have elder people, uh, or old people, you are privileged. And I always say that once, once you lose an elder person in the family, you have lost a library of your Mm. history. And it yeah. will be very difficult for you to yeah. cope that history once they die. They die with their, yeah. with their history. But if it is documented, you, you, you interview them, you put it in writing. That means even if they die, that will be an inheritance that you have uh, sort of mm. uh, uh, remained with. Yeah. So I highly encourage yeah. people to, if they have elders, let them get as much information as possible about their history before
1: whilst they, they, are, they are still alive. Mm, that, that's and and that's a really powerful inheritance as well, you know. Um, the the, the writer Sheikh Anta Diop, um, so he was asked in an interview, he was asked, you know, what measures would he suggest to be able to arouse, you know, continental African consciousness, right? And he said his response was really interesting. He he, he basically said Africans don't know Africa, so how can you love a country or have faith in its destiny if you don't know it? And, and also, how can you have, how can you love a continent and want to uh, develop it um, without even knowing it? Definitely so. And, uh, and most people, like
0: you are saying, they don't know uh, their country. And uh, this country or this continent called Africa is quite rich. Even in Kausa, civilization, civilization, most of it started in Africa, in Egypt, there, uh, with us actually the the, the black people, and uh, it's unfortunate that most of the people, like we are saying, uh, our history was documented by other tribes or by foreigners outside the continent, and it has been written that to please themselves, not to 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 suit ourselves. Even Great Zimbabwe, there are even some. Uh, 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 suggesting that it was not even built by blacks; it was built by Arabs and so forth, which is which is which is quite wrong. <laughs> yeah, Dizarre.
1: yeah. Dizarre. yeah. Dizarre. that's yeah. how you know
0: brilliant our ancestors were, <laughs> and that's how clever they were in coming up with all these t- totems so that uh, future generations will not get lost because they will always refer back mm. to their
1: roots mm. using the totem or using some kind of uh, yeah mm. yeah. You know, one of the things I worry about. Um, you know, especially when I think of young black people and African diaspora, um, how divorced some of them are from their roots, you know, whether whether intentionally or unintentionally. Um, so as, as you're doing your work, do you come across, you know, people who are just indifferent towards the work you're doing? I actually do some interviews
0: uh sometimes on the street in the parks uh where I ask these these youngsters uh would you be interested to know about your 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 ancestors your or your history where you come from in the life Most of them of course say yes mm-hmm. I'm interested but there are some who say no what for then I ask them this question to say okay would you like your grandchildren or great grandchildren to know you like five generations, uh, going forward? They will, obviously, their yeah. answer would be yes. And I want them to know me. <laughs> so now I'm saying, if you want, <laughs> if you want yeah. your 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 grandchildren or great grandchildren to know you, why don't you want to know your great grand uh, fathers? Uh, yes, yeah, and they'll say, Yeah, it's, it's quite a good thing. Yeah, I even want them to know me by face, uh, even by uh, by, 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 yeah, by my mm. attributes, what I was involved in, what, what, what was my profession, and so forth. You see, then uh, it, mm. it, it means almost everyone is interested to know history in one way or the other. And the incorporation of this subject of heritage in the curriculum in these days, it has actually encouraged even the fathers uh, of the day to know their to search or to dig deeper into their history. Yeah. Because their children, when they come from school, they ask them, Father, we're told to build a family tree. Can you, can you please share with us our family tree? Or can you please tell us what is our totem? Where did we come from? Because all yeah. those are asked in that, in, 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 in that uh, subject which is a very good thing to remind our people where we come from and also to encourage young generations to know their roots as well so that they won't be blank when they grow up. And they can even pass on that history Mm. to their own children and grandchildren as well.
1: That's one of my gripes with the education system, Kumba, like in Zimbabwe, right? That I don't know now, and, and, and I'm hoping it's really changed, Um, But when I think of primary school, right, I I went to um, like group A primary schools or like private school, private primary schools. Um, And we weren't allowed to speak in Shona unless we were in a Shona class. Um, And when I was in high school and we were being taught Shona, they weren't talking about, the philosophies of being African or, or of being Zimbabwean, there was not an in-depth study of understanding who we are and why we are, so to speak. So our right, which is basically our, our way of life. With, with time, we seem to be losing or replacing some of these ideologies, right? Especially when you look at the diaspora community. And some people argue that you know, we should uphold the old ways while others believe those ways are outdated or irrelevant. What's your view on that?
0: Uh, actually, on uh, last Tuesday, it went on the 21st of uh, uh, February, it was uh, uh, International Mother Language Day, uh, which promotes people to know their mother languages and also to know other languages as well. Uh, for example, when you're in Mashona land decide. Mm. You have to learn languages of other tribes as well, like Ndevele, so that when you go to uh, Matebeleland, you won't be, a, you won't feel a stranger that side. And when you go to um, uh, Chikombezi, you go to Mwenezi, you can be able to speak Changani, and you, you won't feel, uh, you won't be a stranger that side. So that was the, sort of the theme of of mm. of how important it is to know who we are. And how important it is, like when a story is said or told in your own language, it's quite different from when it's said in a, in a, in a foreign language. And even some of the best engineers, they mm. learn in their own languages. If you look, we have got German, German engineers, we have Japanese engineers, Chinese engineers, they don't learn in a foreign language, but they learn in their local languages. There's a different mm. way. There's a way you understand things in your mother language than you understand it in a foreign language. Because you have a lot to learn in a foreign language for you mm-hmm. to understand the basics.
1: And that's such a key thing, language. You know, um, I remember reading this book called Black Africa, and it, it talks about linguistic unity within Africa. You know, how if you're tracing a lot of the languages, you can actually find that there are common roots to the point where We could essentially, um, you know, begin to develop a common language that's spoken all across Africa, but also still maintaining the um, local languages.
0: And, and 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 if you if you hear Swahili, it has got Shona, it has got some Devela words there it has got some tonga words there it has got some chewa words there so it incorporates it doesn't have like mm. the founder it was founded in africa as a mixture of different bantu languages and it is one of the most ideal languages mm. that we can use as africans and we can relate because it shares our different linguistic uh uh, uh different languages ac- across the bantu tribes mm, and mm, it unites mm, us mm, like today know. like i had an a, 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 an interview like, it was a support actually from a from a lady from uh, east africa uh and and we mm. like when she was helping me out setting up the systems we we're speaking in swahili and it was quite, you know, it, it felt like so personalized. So it, it felt so good than speaking in English, mm-hmm. for example. Yeah. Because it is an African language and it unites mm. us. Do
1: you know, I had the, the weirdest experience as far as that goes when um, I was I was dating a Zim chick, right? And she's in Debele. And one day I realized, oh, shit we have to speak in English because I can't speak Ndebele and she can't speak Shona which was so bizarre for me, it's like so we're having to speak a foreign language so we can both understand each other yet we're from the same country that was, yeah
0: yeah, and, and, and that's why we're encouraging people to say, no you see uh, Matibeleland schools should teach Shona and mashonaland schools should should teach in the valley and that is very important because when you learn a foreign language like another 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 language you have got incremental of value that you get than just learning your local language so uh, like we are saying you are from the same country same people but you can't communicate using your languages because uh, none of you knows each other's language so you have to use a foreign language for you
1: to be able to understand each other it, it, it almost felt as if like you know when you make it when you're making a phone call um, you're trying to call someone who's in Zimbabwe but you have to first connect in Europe and then come back to Zimbabwe just to <laughs> exactly exactly that's <laughs> that's how that's how it felt like for me my belief is it's it's important to keep certain parts of our culture certain parts of our traditions and Certain parts of it, I think, will will naturally die away as society evolves, right? Because um, the generation that's here now is not the same generation, you know, that our parents were, our parents' parents, and so forth. So, I think that there's, a, there's a balance to be struck where we understand the value of our culture and our traditions, and we maintain it while we evolve. Definitely
0: so. And we have we can do that even the language itself like it evolves as well. you see the Shona that was being spoken in the 18 mm. and 90s is is quite different from the Shona that is being spoken now. Same with Ndevele, it has just uh, evolved a lot. Even English itself, it has evolved a lot. Mm. So, uh there are a lot of changes that have, has happened from the times of our ancestors up to now. And we have to move with times. But of course, we have to keep those uh, basics, uh, uh, frameworks of our of of, of of our culture, of our languages, uh, especially the, the language is one of the most powerful <laughs> the inheritance that we can ever relate to. Mm. And even the use of totems as well. Uh, that should not die. Because if you, I'm 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 so much um inspired by the Bible. You see, the Israelites. Yeah. Israelites, yeah. they know their history. They can t- each and every Israelite will tell you that I'm from the Benjamin house, or I'm from Judah, or I'm from Levi's house. They know that because of history. Mm-hmm. So I would I would I would liken those to totems. Mm-hmm. Yes, like Jesus is portrayed as the Lion of Judah. You see, mm-hmm. because he comes from the uh, Judah, Judah house. That's where he was born. So ourselves also, we have our elders, or ancestors. They created this thing called totems, and you can easily link yourself to the to those totems. And we must keep that alive, regardless wherever wherever you are in this yeah. world. You must know that I'm a fool. Morpho- <laughs> I'm a Samanyanga, or I am, uh, I am a <laughs> Yeah. And and when someone calls you <laughs> with a torture, you, know, you feel respected for some reasons. And that
1: should be capitalized. Definitely. I, I, I haven't told my girlfriend this, so I hope she doesn't listen to this episode. Or maybe I hope she does listen to this episode. Um, Because I was thinking of it the other day. I was like, one of the most attractive things to me would be, um, you know, my my, my partner addressing me or calling me by my totem.
0: It feels different. And 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 even if you were angry and even if you were angry, someone call co- <laughs> <laughs> cause you uh, moyo, <laughs> moyo mali, and you calm down and you feel respected and you won't even <laughs>
1: exactly
0: <laughs> it makes a huge difference. Exactly. It just completely shifts the energy. Exactly, yeah. it shifts the energy. So we have to maintain that. <laughs> I think
1: so so do you do you see a way where we can make people more curious about where they come from and and, and who they are yeah uh this is
0: one of them like um uh, writing articles um uh i also encourage especially like artists to incorporate a part, most parts of our culture in their in, the, in either it is music art Uh, they they must try to, and social influencers as well, there are some of them who can, if you have seen some Mm. of the social influencers, actually they are called by their totems, like Maduve, Chiera, Mamoyo, something like that. And it keeps our
1: culture, Mm. yes, alive, Mm. alive that way. I still remember reading the the article on Anamoy and learning about Varuzi, you know, because those are things I knew, but at a really high level, but then having to actually read, like even the the poem made more sense to me because when I read the poem back when I was 16 or 15, it was so I could pass an exam. So I was just memorizing, but not understanding what it meant. But then as an adult reading it, it's, it's telling me about my people, you know, what we're known for. How you know how we're generous people, and uh, and it was all these things that you know um, made me proud of who I am.
0: And the Moyos were the that most were, were the most powerful tribe for quite long, from the from the Mutapa State. They were the Moyos up to the Rose Empire. <laughs> Those were yeah. So they ruled Zimbabwe for quite long, and and you have got one yeah, of the
1: no, one, no, and they have no, got no, one of the best history ever. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting to learn, you know. And, and it was, it, it was funny for me because typically, here, you know, the joke about, you know, when when an African person comes to the diaspora, and then they're like, oh yeah, I'm, you know, my, my granddad was a king, or you know, I'm royalty, and people obviously like, you know, do that as as um, a way of making fun. But then I was like, I actually am, you know, and and it made me feel really proud.
0: Yes, you <laughs> are, and definitely you are. <laughs> and knowing your history like you for example you know that you are from the roji We are from the roji uh, tribe or the moyo uh, tribe uh, it's, there are some leadership qualities that you have uh, uh, you can easily connect back to where you come from to say okay our, our ancestors were leaders uh, they were fighters they had all these uh, uh, talents uh, that they had and that might be manifesting in you without knowing if you don't know your history sometimes you won't be able to tell but there's so much connection between um, uh, our ancestors traits and ours was they just pass- passed on genetically uh,
1: yeah yeah mm. well i mean I, I guess from from today people should address me as uh, royalty <laughs> yes, 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 the royalty, of course they
0: should. <laughs> they should. <laughs> I, 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 done, I have done even an analysis of even the current leaders in Zimbabwe and so forth. You will see, you will you will link you you will link them mm. back to dynasties. You will link them back to uh, chiefs. You will link mm. them back to headmen. Yeah, and it's it's because they've got the mm. inner drive was is in them because they carry those leadership genes, and that's how it is.
1: Hmm um michelle this has been a really great conversation like I, I really thank you because to to me it's 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 made me feel closer to home so i just have one last question for you right what do you enjoy the most about what you do uh what w- what i enjoy most with this work
0: is that when uh, this work impacts the impact that it has on people especially the young generation uh, because it is propping up uh, their their desire to know where they come from, and uh, and for them to document their history in a fashionable or in a, in a modern way. Because in this case, you are not be, you will be not, you will not be writing in the text in the exercise books or on hard copies, but you are doing it online using technology, current technology that uh, uh, that we are using the internet and the like. You can build your family tree so easily. Uh, or and 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 as many family members as possible, and you can even see who are you related to, just uh, by 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 logging onto our website and and, and registering, and then you you you, st- you start connecting with your relatives and friends. So for me, that impact that I have on mm-hmm. the on, on the people, especially the youths. It keeps that spirit alive and the conversations that I have with chiefs themselves as well, contacting me, appreciating the work that I'm doing, even if it doesn't translate into monetary terms, but just that satisfaction that people are happy with what mm. I'm doing. And at least I'm touching some lives in, 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 in the work that I'm doing
1: on a daily basis as a passion project as well. You you definitely are. You definitely are. And and, and I really hope that what you're doing grows into something even bigger um, because I for one see the importance of it um, and I hope a lot of other people do um, so thank you for your work um, and thank you for coming on this, this has been a really great conversation um, I hope uh, whoever's tuned in is gotten something out of it but uh, until the next episode thank you for coming through and stay black I hope this was a learning experience to adopt and change the way you think and live. The goal is for us, and that includes you, to be able to see ourselves for who we are so we can accept the person in the mirror and begin to value ourselves. Whether you agreed, opposed, or were offended by some of the content, I encourage you to engage with me so we can have positive discussions in trying to understand each other. So send your comments, reviews, or feedback to our Instagram, Black for 30, or an email to admin at blackfor30.com. If you believe someone would benefit from this episode, please share it. When you get to the end of this recording, please subscribe to Black for 30, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for your time, and I wish for you to join me again.